So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at grain markets this week. Both wheat and canola had some downward movement, although it looks like wheat is making a good recovery today. We talk with provincial crop specialist Matt Struthers about spring seeding and soil moisture. FCC forecasts inflation will be down this summer, but there may be no interest rate relief until late in the year. We talk with Environment Canada about upcoming weather this week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Grain price prices were reflecting some downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola prices were down about $3 a tonne, while spring wheat futures dropped about $0.06 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, July canola is down approximately $3 a ton here on the week. It currently sits at $7.40 a ton. The front month May contract is still at approximately $7.71, but there are only a couple weeks left in that contract, so I'm already starting to, to talk about the July with clients. And similar with the Minneapolis wheat contract, the July contract is down approximately six cents a bushel on the week. However, today we're gaining back uh, quite a bit more of, from what we lost on the week. Today, July's up about 24 cents a bushel to where it sits at 8.72 and a half. So again, similar with canola, the May contract still is the front month. However, it is going to be coming off the board shortly in the next couple weeks. So any, any uh, farms looking to put on positions, I am looking more at the July and further months out. So went uh, a few factors I've been kind of watching. Outside market forces were positive for the wheat market this week. Traders see the 2023 grain crops in France in a very favorable condition. Uh, so far this season, as weather conditions have been pretty good. Uh, currently, Russia is indicating that there will be no extension of the UN brokered Black Sea grain deal past May 18th, unless the West removes a series of obstacles to export. Russian grain and fertilizers. So I think that is definitely one factor that's kind of supporting a rally in wheat here today and kind of the past week, uh, kind of recently. So I believe that it is a little bit dry as well, too, in the U.S. So that's been definitely keeping kind of Kansas City, the winter wheat, kind of trending more positive. 
So although you said canola was down $3 a ton, which is a pretty small amount, and Minneapolis wheat was down $6 a bushel, but coming back today, what what is the key factors pushing these markets around like this? Well, kind of one thing that came out for on the soybean front that has affected canola as well, too, the market is still absorbing the sharp reduction in Argentina soybean production as current exchange estimates from Argentina came in really well below this week's USDA forecast. So that's one thing. There was, again, a USDA crop report this week that was mostly neutral for beans, corn, and wheat. But there has been kind of, again, some news of kind of a little bit more on the bullish side for soybeans. Brazil production is still quite large, helping to maybe limit some of the buying. But uh, one thing as well, too, that has been bullish for all commodities is actually a weak U.S. dollar. So this U.S. dollar traded back down to the 100 level. And uh, in turn, that actually helped the Canadian dollar push up to over 75 cents here. So that's kind of the highest level we've seen it really since kind of earlier this year. So farmers looking for today, what's, what's the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, talking with clients, one thing, definite trend to watch is how the November canola contract is below that 700 again. Again, talking about kind of hedging some new crop, how much farmers have sold, and a similar conversation on the wheat front. But now that we might be seeing potentially a bit of a rally, that's something to kind of look at, especially maybe using the Kansas City contract as, as a hedge for production. That's one that might be kind of easier to use on options than, than the Minneapolis contract. Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spawley on 620 CKRM. Seeding in Saskatchewan is about one to two weeks away. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says planting has been delayed by a cool kind of wet spring. Seeding hasn't started yet. It's it's still really cool out there. The, um, even though if the, some of those fields have uh, likely lost all the snow cover that they had, uh, the, the temperature is still too low to get in there. So you know, even down here in Moose Jaw and, and uh, uh, west of us towards Swift Current and then south of Swift Current, usually is where it gets started first. I'm still predicting you know probably more than a week out, just depending on the weather they get. I think the forecast isn't calling for anything that's too high in the double digits for daytime temperatures. So uh, yeah, we're still at least a week or two. Uh, way before we see too many drills out there in the ground. How much later than normal is that? Well, you know, in some years when uh, when the moisture's low and, and the heat's turned on pretty quick there in April, uh, we've seen cedars, you know, start the first week of, of April. So it all kind of depends on, the, on the, the year-to-year conditions. But, I mean, if we're a little bit delayed, you know, if we get started seeding, uh, you know, the majority of farmers out there in the beginning of May, uh, you know, they can make quick work of that as long as the conditions hold out. If we get any more snow or rain between now and then, you know, that'll slow them up a little bit even more. And then again, if we get snow or sorry, we, if we get rain in, in early May, that'll slow them down. So as long as things just continue to dry up and the weather starts to get a little warmer, we'll, we'll be in no, no trouble at all. So you expect seeding to start in a week or two in the southwest and uh, the rest of the province uh, in the following weeks, obviously in May. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly. As long as the uh, as long as the weather holds out, I know they're calling for some snow and rain on the next couple of days here. And if that doesn't show up, then you know things will continue to, to dry out. But if we keep getting that moisture, it'll just further delay, and and we'll just need those high daytime temperatures to really get things going. How is soil moisture across Saskatchewan? You no, know, it, it's it's kind of spotty. About, it depends on where you are, but it seems like the eastern half of the province had some pretty good snow cover, and up into the north, uh, as well as areas in the west central. But of course, in the west central and southwest. There were a lot of areas, again, uh, once again, uh, that didn't get the snow that they would uh, hope for. Uh, and, you know, runoff was minimal. Snow coverage was minimal. So they're they're looking at a bit of a drier spring as they have in the last couple of years. And so hopefully they get those uh, springtime rains that they'll desperately need to ensure that their crop can come up and and, uh, and thrive. You know, other parts of the province, you know, likely looking at a, uh, like we just discussed, a delayed seeding date, but also they might be seeding around more water in their fields than normal. Have you heard much about seeding intentions? Are there any major changes this spring because of whatever prices are? We haven't heard yet. I think we'll we'll have a better grasp on that in the next couple of weeks here uh, as we get a little closer to the seeding dates. Uh, you know, things always change, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, what's going on in the market, what's going on out there as weather and conditions wise. So, uh, yeah, when we get closer to the seeding operations getting underway, we'll have a much better idea of what the producers are thinking about putting in the ground. Matt Struthers is the Crops Extension Specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture at the Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature, AgriView, with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The merger of Canadian Pacific Railway with Kansas City Southern Railway is now official. The fusion under the banner of Canadian Pacific Kansas City marks the continent's first major railroad rail merger in more than two decades. It combines the two smallest of North America's seven Class I railroads after the U.S. rail regulator approved the $31 billion U.S. deal last month. That green light cleared the final hurdle in CP Rail's bid to buy KCS and create the only railway stretching from Canada through to the United States and Mexico. U.S. Surface Transportation Board Chair Martin Oberman said in March, the combined company will speed up freight travel time and encourage tighter competition with the other five larger railways. Quebec pork producer Ole Mel says it will close a major slaughterhouse south of Quebec City and lay off 994 workers. The company says the Valet Junction plant in the Beauce region will be the latest factory to shutter, after previously announcing the closure of several other facilities in recent months. Ole Mel CEO Yannick Gervais told reporters in St. Hyacinth, Quebec, that the company's fresh pork sector has lost more than $400 million in the last two years because of factors including the COVID-19 pandemic, labor shortages, and the instability of export markets. He says the Valet Junction plant was chosen because of the decline in the available workforce and the poor condition of the facilities, which he says require tens of millions of dollars in renovations. Canadian wildlife and public health experts are on alert as research by federal scientists warns of a potentially devastating pandemic if the avian flu virus tearing through poultry flock mutates to spread efficiently between humans. 
Avian influenza cases are very rare in humans, but experts say public health agencies are right to keep a close eye on how the virus evolves. Last week, the first Canadian case in a pet dog was reported, adding to hundreds of confirmed cases in wild skunks, foxes, mink, and other mammals since the start of last year. Public health agencies in Canada, the U.S., and Europe agree the risk to human health remains low, with cases almost always limited to direct contact with infected birds or contaminated environments. An explosion at a dairy farm in the Texas Panhandle that critically injured one person and killed an estimated 18,000 head of cattle is the deadliest barn fire recorded since the Animal Welfare Institute began tracking the fires. Castro County Sheriff Salvador Rivera has said the Monday fire and explosion at South Fork Dairy Farm near Dimmit was likely caused by overheated equipment and would be investigated by state fire marshals. A spokesperson for the state insurance department, which oversees the fire marshal's office, says only that the fire is under investigation. Dimmit is about 80 kilometers southwest of Amarillo and 50 miles east of the New Mexico border. Argentina's Buenos Aires Grains Exchange says farmers will likely leave large tracts of soy fields unharvested due to damage from a historic drought, which could lead to more cuts to its 25 million metric ton production forecast. Argentina is the world's top exporter of soybean oil and meal, but its 2022-23 campaign has faced what the government has called the worst drought on record. The exchange's forecasts signal the worst soy harvest in 23 years. The exchange says farmers have so far harvested just 4.3% of the 16.2 million hectares, or about 40 million acres, sown this season. It forecast corn output to reach 36 million metric tons, with yields below potential, though it said that recent cool, dry weather could benefit the harvesting process. Russia says there will be no extension of the UN-brokered Black Sea grain deal beyond May 18th unless the West removes a series of obstacles to the export of Russian grain and fertilizer. The Ukraine grain Black Sea export deal was brokered by the United Nations and Turkey last July to help alleviate a global food crisis worsened by conflict, disrupting exports from two of the world's leading grain suppliers. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Agri Weather Forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, 30% chance of showers, then partly cloudy this afternoon. The high plus 5, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The low minus 5. Saturday, partly cloudy with 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. Tomorrow, the high 11 degrees, the low minus 6. Sunday, sunny, the high 13, the low plus 3. 
Monday, partly cloudy, the high 14, 30% chance of evening showers, the low plus 2. Tuesday, periods of rain and a high of 8 degrees, 60% chance of evening rain showers or flurries, the low minus 1. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries or rain showers, the high 6 degrees, the low minus 3. Thursday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries and the high plus 5. Normal high for this date is 12 degrees. The normal low is minus 2. The sun rose at 6.07. This morning it sets at 7.51 tonight. And currently, in Regina with cloudy skies, it's 3 degrees. That's 38 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northeast at 19. The barometric pressure is rising. It's at 101.6. Humidity is 86%. In Moose Jaw with cloudy skies, it's 3 degrees. Winds are from the north at 5. Once again, Regina cloudy in 3. That's 38 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Well, I gave you Regina temperatures and moose jaw, but we also should have the Roundup as well in the hot and cold spot. The hot spot right now is Spiritwood, which is kind of in the northern part of the Grain Belt. It's at plus 10. The cold spot in the southwest corner, Cypress Hills, at minus 2. These are all on the plus. Estevan is 4. Saskatoon, 9 degrees. Swift Current, 3. Weyburn, 2. And Yorkton is 4 degrees. Once again, Regina Cloudy in 3. That's 38. There's a fine coating of wet white snow in Regina this morning. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says southern Saskatchewan tends to receive the heaviest wet snowfall in the spring and in the fall. She says temperatures will rise over the next few days, but there may be more snow next week. Uh, certainly a, a bit of a warm-up uh, coming up. Uh, we're getting actually probably closer to what is average for this time of year because uh, uh, 30-year average highs for this time of year are in the low to mid-teens. I just think we got so accustomed to being so cold in March that uh, anything above 10 feels quite tropical, but we're actually kind of just getting towards uh, seasonal values. We'll see that for a couple days, so that snow will disappear uh, we are looking, though, at another weather system coming through. It looks like uh, Tuesday into Wednesday next week. Uh, the weather models still aren't really agreeing on uh, where it's kind of going to track or whatever, but it still looks like there's some, probably some more snow coming with that particular weather system next week as well. And Lang says this year spring is later than usual. March came in very, very cold. In some places, 7 to 8 degrees below average, so that really delayed uh, the spring melt. Um, and then all of a sudden, we, we kind of got the warm-up, and boy, that uh, took care of some melting really, really quick. Um, but overall, the forecast, uh, at least for the next month, so sort of middle middle of April to the middle of May, is for temperatures to trend below average, so it does look like it will be a late spring. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Grain and oilseed producers are monitoring the snowmelt with a great deal of interest. Following a very dry fall, 
Farmers are counting on getting as much of that moisture in the soil as possible. Some parts of southern Saskatchewan have experienced a quick melt, while it's more gradual in many other regions. That's a positive, according to Philip Harder, a research associate in the Centre for Hydrology at the University of Saskatchewan. You want things to melt during the day and then at least partially refreeze at night. So it gives a chance for, you know, the soil to absorb what happened. When we have rapid melt where we have sustained days of, uh, you know, above zero temperatures day and night, things can go very quickly. And that's when we have those intense snow melt runoff events. Harder says each year is different when it comes to crops using spring and summer rain for growth or depending on soil moisture reserves trying to disentangle where is the water coming from how much is going into production is a, is kind of a tricky thing so we've been looking at some observations from some of our research sites mostly south of saskatoon near uh, clavet and keniston and over time we were building up this on this data set and some years in season rainfall can be you know 90 percent of our crop water use and the remainder comes from our soil moisture. But we also have situations like 2017, we've got data from Keniston, where our canola crop, it used nearly 250 millimeters of water, while rainfall that year was 67 millimeters. So in that situation, 75% of our crop water use was coming from sources other than rainfall. Harder's comments come from the Wheat Profit podcast produced by the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. The chief economist with Farm Credit Canada says inflation should begin falling to around 3% by July of this year. But J.P. Gervais says it's going to be a lot harder to bring it down even more than that, which is what the Bank of Canada wants to see. So because of that, and because we had a little bit of a positive surprise when it comes to economic activity in Canada in the first quarter of 2023, we had stronger consumer spending, we had a little bit of a boost in exports, and those positive developments in the first quarter of 2023 will probably have a little bit of a lasting impact into this current quarter. Gervais says that means he doesn't expect the Bank of Canada to cut interest rates till at least the end of the year. So because of a stronger than expected economic activity, I'm not expecting the Bank of Canada to bring any type of relief when it comes to its policy rate until at the very least towards the end of this year. So sometime in December, perhaps we would have the bank consider bringing a little bit of relief if we are able to bring inflation lower than the 3% mark. J.P. Gervais is the chief agricultural economist with FCC. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com One of the big banks is making a major donation to agricultural research at the University of Saskatchewan. BMO is investing $2 million in the fields of regenerative agriculture and digital agriculture. Part of the money will be used to hire a research chair in regenerative agriculture and establishing a new soil analytics laboratory. It will expand the current capability for characterizing soil carbon and nitrogen dynamics, which is a cornerstone for quantifying regenerative agriculture impacts. June Simmer is the regional president, BMO, Private Wealth Canada. 
we spent an incredible day, you know, touring some of the facilities and, and the labs here at the College of Agriculture and Biosciences. And, and really what we're looking to support here is, is three things, which is one, to accelerate critical research into regenerative agriculture. The investment is also going to help support harnessing digital capabilities, which will share data and grow understanding from those labs. And then thirdly, we're really excited through this to be able to enable world-leading training for students in advanced agricultural practices. Um, we had the opportunity, as I mentioned, to tour some labs today, meet some of the graduate students who are doing you know, incredible work um, in these areas, and it's really just such exciting stuff for us. BMO's donation is part of the University of Saskatchewan's upcoming Be What the World Needs campaign. Colorado is the first U.S. state to pass right-to-repair legislation for farmers. The Consumer Right-to-Repair Agricultural Equipment Act passed 46-14 in Colorado's Senate late Tuesday. Colorado Governor Jared Polis has 10 days to sign the bill into law and he's expected to do so according to a spokesperson. Equipment makers have generally required customers to use their authorized dealers for repairs on combines and tractors. Colorado's legislation would mandate farm machinery manufacturers to provide farmers with diagnostic tools, software documents, and repair manuals starting January 1st. Similar resources must be made available to independent technicians. Lawmakers amended the bill to include language that farmers and repair shops will not be authorized to make modifications to functions related to security or emissions. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman, Regina and Fort Capel. And Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola fell 890 at 767.12. Number one red spring wheat went up 337 at 379.98. The rest were unchanged. Durham 441.85. Feed barley 357.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 541.98. Lentils $793.50 per metric ton. Oats two twenty thirty two, yellow peas four sixteen ninety five, feed wheat two eighty nine fifty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is up eighteen and a half cents at eight dollars sixty eight cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 250 on offer at our Thursday regular sale. This cow market looked quite a bit stronger on these big, strong, high-yielding cows, the right kind. They brought from 134 to 144 with sales right up to $1.48 and 50. Medium hay-fed cows from 122 to 133. The Shelly cows, they are lower yet. The big strong bulls, 148 to 162, sales to 166. We are pre-sorting yearling sale here on Tuesday, April 18th. All yearlings to be here by 2 p.m. on Monday for pre-sorting. This has been Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is both Brandon Moose Jaw Plants, $180.99 per CKG. Coming up. The Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. 
Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. to make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canada's greenhouse gas emissions rose slightly in 2021 as the country's COVID-19-related shutdowns began to ease. But overall, emissions remained well below where they were before the pandemic hit, prompting sighs of relief at Environment and Climate Change Canada. Environment Minister Stephen Guibault says the latest emissions report is an encouraging picture, given that the increase was less than expected. Overall, in 2021, Canadians produced 670 million tonnes of carbon dioxide and its equivalents in methane, nitrous oxide and synthetic gases 11 million more than 2020. That year, millions of Canadians stayed home, leaving cars idle, planes grounded and factories closed, and emissions plunged to the lowest level in more than two decades. The oil and gas sector is still the single biggest contributor to Canada's total global warming impact, producing more than one quarter of emissions in 2021. On the markets today, the TSX is down 16 points at 20,548. The Dow is down 252 points to 33,777. Oil is up 59 cents at 82.75 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.70 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.